0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Red Men Radio. I am joined by Chris Pajak this week. The best weeks. I am joined by this man. How are you, Chris? I'm very good, mate. You look really tired. I'm very tired. I had a late night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) How late tonight? Well, it was like midnight. I know. Mate, you've got to be careful with them
0: midnights. I know. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I I had a late night. (laughs) Eleven. <laughs> More, no, <laughs> no. But I had the option to go to bed at like nine o'clock because there was, there well, was no one to stop me. You know why? I uh, I watched the film, okay. and then I watched, and then I started watching something else, and then yeah, it was game over. Anyway, kickoff question this week comes from Scotland. What Lewis. type of film? I watched... Oh, what type of just one of the film? Bluey. No, no, no. I watched no. Star Trek Beyond, which, for, as a science fiction geek like me, whoa. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Region. Um, Scott Lewis says you have to pick two Liverpool players to take over your roles on Red Men for a week.
1: Who do you pick? And why I've gone with Lover and Mo because of the bromance, oh, you know, absolutely. the banter and that. And yeah. there's a dead tall one and a shorter one as well. Like. Yeah. so yeah, I've just gone with them, too. absolutely.
0: I've simply gone for nothing other than. Uh, for nothing other than the money I've gone for Roberto Firmino and Mo Salah because they're the ones that everyone wants to watch I just think of the views <laughs> just think of the views um, yeah I'll be bang up for that Who, if, you, if you're if you watching if you're listening which two Liverpool players would you like to see I already see know everyone's
1: places? already typing Moreno in the comments for me which is annoying but um,
0: yeah cool I'm up for that so yeah in the comments or uh, uh, yeah if you're watching this on the website or whatever then they there or tweet us at the Redman TV um, a couple of bits of news. Salah won the Pushkas Award uh, at the FIFA Best Awards, but didn't make the best 11. Go ahead. What's um, Pushkas? What?
1: What's what, y- Pushkas? He's a famous footballer. All ah, right, I thought it was like a pie. <laughs> like a foreign P- pie. Pushkas pie. It's the Russian <laughs> version of Pukka Pies.
0: Um... Yeah, it's interesting. So, um, uh, Victor Chan, who's by v channel, on Twitter, said, what are your thoughts on Salah winning the push because for his goal against Everton? It seemed like an odd choice to me since he scored better ones than that last season. His second goal against Spurs springs to mind. Yeah, James Milner tweeted and said, congratulations on winning it with your seventh best goal of the season.
1: It's true, isn't it? You know, there were so many better goals than that, but against your, against your Derby rivals... And my thoughts on him winning it, well, I was, I was unsurprised that he won a vote, to be fair. He mm-hmm. seems to win all the votes. Yeah, he... Um it's a tremendous goal. We, uh, a lot
0: of people watching the, the watching this, will know that we recreated some most Salah goals over the we summer. We tried, we to attempted to recreate most Salah goals. Um, that was the one we had the most trouble with. So this, 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 there might be something in Yeah, it. the defenders weren't great when we were recreating. I it mean, away. obviously, we did have to recreate the defender movement, a touch to make it more realistic. But there is, you know, it, 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 there's there's a lot of moving parts of that goal. <laughs> um, but also the actual technique to kick it. That from that angle to kick it and stick it in the effectively the top bin, I, I think it gets undersold a little bit because you do see it fairly often in, in footy or whatever. But we did, a, you know, of all the goals we hit, that was the one that we literally just couldn't put
1: it in that, no, that past the goal. It, it, it is the, it's the moving parts thing. I think that's what makes it so difficult, is the fact that, A, you've got to hold off your man, then you've got to beat your man, then there's another man coming towards you, then your touch has to be perfect there, and then after you've done all of that, mm-hmm. you still have to be able to t- hit it in the top bin. It's, it's much easier if you just have to hit it in the top bin. Yeah. And even then, it's difficult. Yeah. So when you have to do the two men first and then put a top in, it was so hard, so difficult. Like, yeah, and, and underrated how how skillful that goal is. Yeah,
0: I think it is. It is an underrated goal, and I think maybe that's maybe that's why it is. Maybe the, the people who were who, who in there just appreciated the the technique or whatever. And there was a, a certain beauty to it with the the snow falling and all that kind of stuff. But I, you know, I, you did right, the as is mentioned there by Victor that Spurs goal where he just dribbled in the one against Watford where he just leaves like 17 men in in, in his wake he did score a lot of good goals and the volleys
1: as well you know the volley that we tried to recreate that's such a difficult skill to do isn't it like so but you know let's be honest there was better goals yeah definitely uh, out of interest, the uh, FIFA,
0: FIFA Pro, World XI this year was David de Gea, Dani Alves, For the Rafa, Varane. Year. Um, Rafa Varane, Jesus Christ, Rafa Vidal, Sergio Ramos, Marcelo, Luka Modric, and Golo Kanté, Eden Hazard, Lionel Messi, Kylian Mbappe, Cristiano Ronaldo. This is a massive load of bullshit. This, as far as I'm concerned, yeah. Um, like, fine, there's nothing wrong with that team, but I mean, like, David de Gea didn't even win best goalkeeper. Courtois won best goalkeeper, which is, you know, I mean, like, and. and it's tough because I think some of this is, of course, coloured by the, the World Cup, I'd imagine, um, which kind of explains the inclusions of Yred and Hazard, I think. But, yeah, the, 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 Mo Salah didn't make it into that team. How can you not? be
1: one of the top three players in the world and not make it into the top 11 players in the world? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Now, yeah. you know, I think personally, I think, you know, Hazard shouldn't be in there. Mm-hmm. I think Mo Salah should absolutely be in there. I'm not sure Kylian Mbappe did anything outside the French League last season. Um, obviously, he goes on to win the World Cup, so you can you can justify his inclusion that thing, way. That
0: yeah, of it, course it, you can. He announced himself. Everyone came away from that World Cup thinking, what an absolute superstar. And he is. In the making, and he absolutely
1: he? is. And, and maybe he deserves to be in that front three, but... You know, Lionel Messi was probably up there for player of the year for me. It was mad that he wasn't in the top three this time around. And Ian Hazard, we just have to look at goals and assists. He, he wasn't one of the top 11 players.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. Carius um, has spoken uh, to build about the Champions League final. Finally, he's come out and, uh, and kind of heard it. We know he spent all summer swerving stuff. I asked, I actually <laughs> asked him a couple of times if he wanted to chat and turn it down, despite being best buddies for life. Um, some interesting stuff to be fair and I, I mean I look at, I'm not going to get too embroiled in the whole carriers thing again because I think massively, I think this this all if, if anyone wants to read it it's quite well reported on but I um, I don't feel too asked about any of this
1: anymore with the, with, with us having Alisson who's playing well it's kind of not I've important. moved on yeah. I, I genuinely moved on you know we've had a great start to the season and last season was last season and I remember that run to the Champions League final of course I will and I'll remember the final for probably the rest of my days but mm-hmm. right now i kind of just at the point where I'm like I hope Carius goes on to rebuild his career I think it's interesting that he cited Oliver Kahn and his mistakes in the World yeah. Cup in 2002 and he talked about that because he, he's looking back and thinking to himself there are instances here where other goalkeepers from where I've come from have gone on to be the best and you know you've got to strive to be the best in anything that you do and that's what Karius is doing and I hope that he goes on and has a good career I really do it's not going to be at Liverpool I think we've got better than him but that that doesn't make me feel any different about how I hope Karius has a good career
0: Yeah yeah. I think you're dead right on the Oliver Karns he said I can't undo it it's in the past it's over Oliver Kahn also made a big mistake in the 2002 World Cup final and came back stronger I'd rather focus in fact Jens Lehmann made him got sent off in the Champions League final, didn't he? What is it about? What, who knew German goalkeepers? Neuer basically got Germany knocked out of the World, the World Cup snake stay clear of them. <laughs> um, yeah, he said he wants to put it. I want to put it behind me instead of bottling bottling up everything. Absolutely sound. And he said nobody told me I must leave. It was no escape from Liverpool. I still have a good relationship with the people there. Fair play. And as you say, yeah, no, no. I, 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 we're oh, at well. the point now where we can move on, and provided Liverpool get are going on and doing doing good things, then. It doesn't doesn't really matter does it no okay then chris southampton uh, we won it was good it was fine i mean I, we, we we've talked a lot around this this weekend i'm not sure there's too much more that's th- 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 where they're going into it but i did want to talk about the thing that i thought was probably the most exciting thing in potential for this mm. is the glimpse of the future it maybe gave us with regards to what our team could look like either further on in the season or in our much-vaunted horses-for-courses-style approach to, to football management. And that was, you know, we, we, we saw a, a change in shape, we saw a, a change of approach and we finally got to see Shaqiri and, and not just that, unleashed in midfield as well.
1: Yeah, and I think I hypothesised about this on the Stats and Tactics show this week on the website is that had Shaqiri really ever been thought of as a as a midfielder uh, for Jürgen Klopp? Did Klopp think of him as a midfielder? I think the evidence would suggest yes, but not in the way that we'd probably imagined. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is when Lalana was brought into the midfield from that wing position, he was brought in as a 4-3-3 midfielder and Phil Coutinho was brought in as a 4-3-3 midfielder. And I think Klopp's maybe learned from the mistake with Coutinho. You know, Coutinho was so good for us in that position in an offensive sense, but defensively he was never there. You know, there'd be times when lads would go past him and we kind of, our shape was... We were pulled all over the place because of that. So I think Klopp's recognised that that can happen. Yeah. And that's why he changed the shape of the team to that 4-2-3-1 instead. You know, making sure that the other two midfielders know that their responsibilities are the more defensive side of things. And Shaqiri's the lad who's going to join up with the attack. So I wonder whether now we will see Shaqiri in a 4-3-3. Mm-hmm. I would hazard a guess that we won't. Yeah. Now it might change, of course. it might, Klopp might think he's just not ready right now. Yeah. But further down the line, six months down the line, he could be ready for that position. But right now, it looks like Cobb's gone, no, you know what? Here's a way we can get four really attacking players onto the field. And then it's about Wijnaldum or Henderson in that instance picking and choosing when's the right moment to join the attack. But it certainly feels like it was a good way for us to advance the football up the field against a side like Southampton. You know, Ramey played behind the other four midfielders and you were, you were asking questions of him. Mm-hmm. Who's he going to mark? But it wasn't just that. It was the position of Shaqiri based off Salah in the first half. You know, there's a few instances where Shaqiri drops deep, picks the ball up and looks the playmate Absolutely brilliant. But there was just as many opportunities where... Uh, Shakiri was five yards behind Salah and what I found was really interesting about that is if you almost imagine the back four and Salah's occupying one defender one centre back Shakiri just stood where where you you and me are now to each other almost and said who's going to mark me here is Romeo going to drop deep well he can't because the ball's on the right hand side of the pitch I have to go over there and cover that and then where's the other centre back go does he come in and join us with, and leave space over on the back side where well, you can't do that either so <laughs> what was happening was Shakiri was ending up in a load of space and then it was about making sure that he had a lane to be passed into and I felt like that has asked questions of Southampton that they've probably never been asked before mm-hmm. and it's not something they'll be used to because we know this league's a copycat league you know when the 4 3 one came in everyone went to the 4 3 one now yeah. everyone's moving towards the four three three, or 3 or they've had a dabble of the the three at the back yeah. you know what I mean and and, and then will teams start to employ this? Is it a way of us asking question marks of those centre-halves and creating space? And I, I really felt like it was a glimpse of the future and Shaqiri has definitely got a role in this side to play, whether it be on the wing or hopefully just like this again in, in that 10 position. The, the encouraging thing from it is that... Two things, I think we... We had a great, it
0: was a great opportunity to use it because I still mm. think Southampton are, are very good. They're, they're in that weird, th- their, their transition period is like the reverse of what Stoke's transition period was in, when Hughes came into there. He came in there when they were just horrible and tried to get them playing a bit whereas he's
1: they're tired the plays a bit and he's now to making them a bit, he's trying to make yeah, them you, a bit you, more horrible. You can almost imagine Stoke, Horrible, Southampton, nice football, Mark Hughes in the middle. He's dragged them that way and he's dragged them that yeah, way. Yeah, just horrendous mush in the middle of just being slightly more violent but slightly less fun. Um, Did you see, he's not won it, I think it was 12 games. He's never won at Anfield fantastic, as a manager. Fantastic. Like Fantastic. It might be 13 him. now Cannot stand him Unlucky for him um,
0: Yeah and It was it was a great opportunity there Because we talked about these Where do you get your games I think if we'd had a League Cup game Against a Championship side Or a lower end Premier League side I think maybe We might have Either we'd have doubled down And done a two games Back to back Or that would have been our We're going to drive towards this And this is going to be our big Experimentation game I think I wouldn't say we necessarily Did it against Leicester But we did in terms of personnel At Leicester In the, in the League Cup last year with this we got we got forty five minutes of just going, Okay, we'll try this. That worked. Perfect. Job done. We've learned our lesson. Let's 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 wind it in for today, boys. Good good hustle. Good 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 efforts, everyone. Great. Got everything we need to know. And um it is going to be fascinating to see what happens with Shaqiri because I still think, as you kind of you pointed out and, and you spoke about in, in other places as well, that he does compromise us. He it comprom- it compromises the midfield and Kopp identified that by making the changes at, at, at half-time. So I'm not sure we're going to see... I'm not sure that... We're not going to see that... I don't think that becomes our go-to formation, no. but you look at like having it in your locker is a very, very good thing to do because there will be games. Because here's the thing, Chris. If you've got Mohamed Salah, Roberto Firmino, and Sadio Mane on the pitch, and you can't break a team down, what you can't you take from when you can't take any of them three off because you've got no one better to play in those three positions. So it makes sense that you develop another one. And we 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 again hypothesised when we saw us play Brighton last game of the season when we put Solanke up top, drop Firmino back into more of a ten, that we might experiment. And this looks like this could be the.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I I think Klopp deserves all the credit in the world for identifying this is the game to try it in because I wonder whether if Danny Ings is available to Southampton, obviously if he signs for them instead of he's on loan, whether we go with that. But I think he knew there was going to be a five-man midfield, and therefore he went, okay, well we'll we'll play a five-man midfield as well, yeah. and and we'll go up against you and see what you can do. But equally. What I found really interesting was after the game, looking at the, the control of it, because that's what Klopp said. He said, you know, we lacked a little bit of control. And, you know, we had more possession in the first half. I think we had 66% possession in the first half at about, to about 55% possession second half. So you could look at that and go, well, we didn't have as much control second half. But actually, when they were 3-0 down in the second half, they had one shot, and that was in the ninety-first minute. Mm-hmm. One shot. That's yeah. it. And a team that's 3 0 down and backs to the wall. And, and you could Whereas say, in the first half, pole, yeah. they had six. Yeah. So we did control the game much better because yeah. we stopped them having opportunities. Control doesn't
0: necessarily mean having the football. It's 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 it's. Dictating the play and the way the game goes, because you're dead right. Because Southampton, as much as we've kind of, I don't think we've spent any time whatsoever giving Southampton any credit at all across the hours of time. Ta- they don't deserve these. any. But they got <laughs> into two or three re- decent situations where better players would have would have caused us more problems in in that first half. And that, and again, it shows that we're not soft. It shows that they've not gone because we we, we as fans go three 3-0 yeah. delightful great Actually but isn't that great that
1: Jürgen Klopp decided that at 3-0 mm. because maybe a year ago maybe 18 months ago he doesn't and he just carries on the way it, 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 it's going yeah. I don't remember him making a systematic change like that on 45 minutes when we're three goals up or whatever in any game that he's ever managed for us mm. and it's him going well, I'm going to be pragmatic here I'm going to make the changes and made the changes. Fine. And,
0: and the thing is it's not like we we went to put an extra defender on and we did whatever we just went back to the team that's made us unbeaten pretty much and the way in which we've played the team that the, the way we played last season the way we played at the start of this season and just went okay well great as you say it was like that it's like just unleash this new experimental weapon and gone okay good Learn, learn what we need from that. Let's get that back inside. Let's go and let's go and we'll pull that apart. Go to the analysts. The analysts up in the in the up in the, the gantries are probably going, Great. One of them probably folds his laptop down, Walks goes off. downstairs, goes downstairs into somewhere warm, gets his headphones on and starts putting you know what I mean? And starts and starts working his way through that for when we next for when we next need that. So they know exactly how that worked. And that's um great because there's a lingering fear, I think. And this, there's a lot of lingering fears, and here's another one of them that we've seen it happen a, a few times in recent years. Where it happened at the, at the early days on the club, it happened under Brendan Rodgers. It happens when it goes wrong for managers that you get figured out. Mm. I think it's a lot harder to figure us out because we've just got world class players. You yeah. can't really figure yeah, right. out world class yeah. players. If you, if your if our players are better than your players, eventually that will you know it'll it'll start to come good. But it's nice to know that there are other things being worked on, so that if we do it, that wall and t- like Mourinho rocks up again and shows the world how to nullify us again, we go, mm, okay, have We're a go with this. this, have
1: a go with this, Jose, and see how you handle it. And if we then break that down. And that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, even, obviously, the team she comes out an hour before, Mark Hughes is probably sat there thinking, well, Shigiri's not started for Liverpool, so I've got no idea where he's going. Is he going in that four-three-three? Probably. And the front three is going to be Bobby up top, it's going to be Salah on the right, and it's going to be Mane on the left. And he got all of that wrong mm. because as soon as you line up, you're like, man, he's on the right there. Firmino's on the left. Salah's up top. Ah, oh, fuck! He's put Salah against our two big fucking centre arts. <laughs> We're fucked, dear. What are we going to do? And he couldn't do anything about it. Yeah, no, it was great. It was very, very,
0: very, very nice indeed. But yeah, definitely one to look forward to for the future. And obviously, we'll we'll, we'll see if any of this comes out in the in the Chelsea game. I guess on, on Wednesday, we'll be talking about that in a moment. Before I do two things, I want to uh, tell you all about There's some Roberto Firmino t shirts that are on the the Red Men TV shop. .bigcartel.com at the moment. Everyone is bang up for the Bobby cover in one eye thing. That's great. Including us. Um, so, yeah, you go, go and check them out. Highly, highly, highly recommend it. They are They are flying at the moment. Someone said in the YouTube comments of the day, said, uh, yeah, you're not selling any of them. Uh, too early for me. It's like, I, I wonder, I feel like showing that to the person whose job it is to print the t-shirts <laughs> off and be like... <laughs> How's your imaginary life going, you poor bastard? Um, So yeah, so there's that, go check them out. But also, um, Chris does a podcast every single week called The Newsroom Podcast, and you had a, a, a wonderful guest from the Anfield Rap, John Gibbons, on last
1: week. Yeah, absolutely superb guest. I mean, anyone who knows the Anfield Rap will know that we get on really well with them, and they're brilliant at what they do. And it was really interesting speaking to John last week. Here's a little clip. I think one of the things that Liverpool fans have been talking about certainly on social media for a while now is the, is the captaincy regarding Jordan Henderson and you look at Virgil van Dijk as the sort of successor to that but quite honestly, there's no there's no real need, is there? No. There's a few lads in the team who play like
2: captains. I don't see it as a big thing and I don't think the club necessarily see it as a big thing. I mean, as fans, we talk about captaincy as what you see on the pitch but I think you and I probably know a little bit more because you see it about captain's role off the pitch and and all that entails and, you know, do you want the extra hours of of what happens when, you know, when we see them go out on tour and, you know, the, the, the workload on all of them is quite a lot really but the captain kind of even more so really. Henderson takes that on and he takes it on gladly and I think he's sort of you know, support other other players in, in situations as well, and and I'm sure other people are doing that. Like you hear good things about quite a few of the players in terms of how they how they welcome you know people into the squad. You've got Sturridge by being Mates with kites, even though they can't speak the same language and stuff like that. So I'm not saying Henderson's doing all of that, but he is doing a lot of it, and so you think, well, you know, if if. If Van Dijk, you know, he's still maybe settling in the area or whatever, and you know he's, he's enjoying his football, and, and just just leave him to it. I think do you know what I mean. Like, why why do you sort of want to give people kind of an extra work unless they, unless they kind of really relish it or want it? I think, as you say, you can never have too many leaders on the pitch. You know, the Henderson who or whoever you choose is not going to play every game anyway, so there'll be other pe- opportunities for people to to kind of captain aside. And as I say, I don't think in the in the you know, I think people in the club aren't on about a half as much as people on social media.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, you can get that on tv.com Sign up,
2: get involved.
0: It is free for the first month. So you can go on there, try it out. And the beauty is if you just listen to this in podcast form... Every bit of exclusive content we do pretty much is a, is, is geared towards podcasts. So you can get it in your podcast app. So if you're ever wondering, like, oh, well, I don't really have time to sit down and watch the videos. I tend to do a lot of Meet Liverpool, you know, content on the commute. You can do that. You can use your logins. You can get it into your podcast app, like the Podcast Addicts, Stitcher, etc. Exactly. Uh, iTunes being the biggie. Um, yeah, and you can take us, take us in your ears wherever you, you go.
1: And you know what? You can download them on Wi-Fi and then you can take them with you so you're not using your data as well. Exactly that. So yeah, there you go. Perfect. Use your works
0: Wi-Fi. Use your works
1: Wi-Fi. Use use the Mac Wi-Fi. Does anyone use them BT open zones? I mean, I get asked about them every time I walk into a building. Once on an old phone, I once tried to log into
0: one and then subsequently, every time I then walked past one, it tried to, it took me through the process of logging into one, which I never did and it was an absolute nightmare because it basically was just got me into that going, do you want to log into here and I said no I want to I'm carry on I'm walking past <laughs> I, I am commuting leave me alone um, yeah but if you have let us know in the comments below um, Chelsea twice in a week coming up Chris uh, we'll start with the, with the League Cup as we're recording Jürgen Glob's just come out of doing his press conference which means that he has instantly dated all of our uh, well not all, a, a, a portion of our chat on the build up show so this is fine Um not one of us wanted to see Simon Mignolet in this game. Cop's pretty much said that he's going to be starting this.
1: I mean... No, well, let me just go through something first. These graphics take a long time for my start 11 prediction. <laughs> um, so getting a, getting a player that's definitely going to start... Is a bit annoying, except when you've actually done it. So I text Tom just when you told me and said, Can you throw Mignulae into me starting eleven, please? He's confirmed to start. And Tom went, Yeah, he's already in it, mate. I was like, sounds. Sound, sounds. So just the other ten that will be wrong this week, then, for me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: absolutely.
1: Well in Tom. Good old Tom, eh? Um, poor old
0: Tom. He's very, very poorly at the moment. So he's good to see he's he's on the ball. Um, yes. Great, uh, Minoula. I mean, look. To be fair to, to Simon Minoula and Klopp, kind of referenced it himself. He's been fantastic, and the there the was been an issue. Well, yeah, you know, there, there's been a, there's been an issue with regards to he could have spat his dummy out big time. I he thought he stum- did. Well, no, you know, but the thing is, he's still turning up. He's still training. If he was, God, a, he's being paid. No, no, but what expect he, him to? Well, no, exactly. But the point is, you can turn up and train. Daniel Studd has just been turning up and training for three years, and it's been referenced. You know, you know, you you were told that. He's been turning up. He's been putting the bib on, but he's not been, you know, he's not been putting a shift in. Minuley, by all
1: accounts, you know, he's been turning up. He's been turning up. He's been doing. Well, this he's is been just. Doing I tell you what, this is a reason why we need to keep John Achterberg around, isn't it? You know, he's clearly the best foot goalkeeper coach in world football. If he's managed to keep Simon Mignolet's eye on the ball, Paul.
0: Well, there you go. I mean, to be fair, it's up to Simon Mignolet to keep his physical eye on the ball. That would make a good improvement on a number of goalkeeper situations <laughs> we've had over the years. Um, but no, the, th- the thing is, look, all credit to
1: John Achterberg, Paul. Simon Minule
0: is a very good goalkeeper, yeah. and I, look, I feel a bit sorry for him that the kind of the merry-go-round or oh, the musical chairs thing happened, and all the chairs got lashed, and he ended up stood up like a bit of a prick, so he had yeah, to go uh, and get back no, into and just it, had the bench to world. sit on. Oh, yeah, exactly. Um, he um if if we still had Carrius, I'd be bang up for Carrius playing in this cup competition. He's a backup senior goalkeeper for two things. We owe him a little bit because we have kind of screwed him over a little bit with the way we've handled the goalkeeper things. Um so no, look, fair enough. it does lean in for me, further into the notion that we discussed on the build up show, that I don't think Jürgen really, really wants to win this. Win this game.
1: Yeah, it's it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because, you know, we made our views on this. I certainly made my views on this very clear. And, oh, I wouldn't go for the Carabao Cup this season. But, I, you know, there's a lot of a lot of people who disagree with me and they're absolutely right to. You yeah. know, they, 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 they can disagree with me. And, you know, funnily enough, I was just doing an opposition preview with Rory from Chelsea Fans Channel. And his viewpoint is it's silverware. And I get that. Like, I really do. Like, it's just that... I can't force myself to feel any better about this competition. I, I, I can see that if you put it down in, in in black and white, the reasons why you would want silver. of course I would want silverware if I was getting mm. there. It. But I can't, it's like you can't tell me what woman to fall in love with. It's just the way that I feel about this competition. I, I'm not changing my viewpoint. on love it. not in love with the league I'm cup. not in love with the fucking League Cup. I mean, it's just a shit competition. Mm. I do think that things need to be changed. I actually think that I'd probably want Liverpool to go for this if it wasn't a two legged semi-final, If you just change that. Yeah. And at the timing of the year the timing of the season when these games come along, it just doesn't work for me.
0: Yeah, there's a really interesting show. Just gone out on it we gone out on Ball Street on Tuesday, which is again the day of film. I've just done this with Ped and Statman Dave about solutions to making the League Cup a bit better and that's one that one that comes up. I, I look again, same as yourself, you know, I'm not I'm not a massive fan I I do have a bit of a bit of romance with it. You know, it was the first cup final that I went to off my own back. You know, I didn't go with my dad. I went, I literally got a coach on me, on me Todd and went in and I had a great time in 2001. And so it it does hold a special place in that regard, but I can't disassociate myself from all the other other things. And I think there's, I think we're blinded a little bit by this, this quest for silverware. I get it. And 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 I think if I was 18, and I'd not seen Liverpool win, you know, uh, anything but that cup in the last in the last ten years. Then I get it, but also because I have seen us win plenty of silverware in my lifetime, it means I'm not as desperate for it, and I can understand. I think I think more around the pitfalls that, that go with it inevitably because I, it's too hard to disassociate it. The fact of the matter is, the League Cup, no matter which way you slice it is only a B trophy. Mm. And it's the kind of thing that makes, that can turn a really, really good season into an excellent season. But it, it in isolation is not enough. Now I look at look at Kenny Dalglish's season, his last season in charge of Liverpool. We won the League Cup. If we'd won the FA Cup, then you can go. There's a cup double, and that's a, that's an historic season for Liverpool, and that was fine. But as it was, we fell off a cliff after that after that League Cup. I think we lost to Arsenal uh, just after it, and then our league form never recovered. Our top four challenge never emer- never really emerged. And then we put everything in, having to then go and win the FA Cup at the end because we didn't care about the League Cup by that point. It was good, it was fun, but you can't celebrate it. You can't really open-top bus it. You only really open-top bus the League Cup, again, if you win another trophy and you throw them together on one bu- on one bus at the end. So I think Liverpool do need to win silverware. And if, if you could tell me that we can win the League Cup and it will not have a detrimental impact on, on, on the league or the Champions League or even the FA Cup.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm taking, that, I'm taking that all day long. And I think back for, for me personally, and again, I don't, I don't want to try and hammer my opinions onto anybody because, as I say, if you want silverware and you want the League Cup, then fair enough. I, I feel like you, you know, the, the pitfalls outweigh the, the the trophy itself. I suppose it's not a particularly good-looking trophy either. Three handles, it's just weird. Um, Apart from my little model one, which is over there, which, which we've sorted out and put two handles we on it. Snap one off. But for me, like, look, Liverpool's last trophy was, what, 2012? League Cup, I remember 13 14 season and last season much more, yeah. And we didn't win anything, yeah. So to me, it's not all about the be all and end all, yeah. isn't the trophy at the end yeah. of the season, it's the stories and everything that makes it up, like you know what I mean. Is
0: this fear from us that again, though, no, because we talk about it a lot on this on these shows about this, this fear? Are we are we are we putting too much stock into this, the
1: fearing what what might go wrong? Maybe, maybe, Paul, but f- the way that I'm looking at it and you might someone else might say it's fair but I don't think it is I think it's belief in that we can do something special this season mm-hmm. um, for the sake of uh, what is essentially a pretty rubbish competition to put everything else on ice for that you know if, if it Means we drop one league place because we've had these extra games and we get a one result doesn't go our way after a league cup or you know we end up in a FA Cup bloody replay because of poor form in the semi-finals or whatever it is in that January period and we don't win the league because of it. And I'd rather just sacrifice the competition, and there'll be people out there that disagree me and perfectly entitled yeah. to those. But uh, I yeah. just can't pull myself away from it because I truly believe yeah. Liverpool can do something spectacular this yeah, year. I mean, and for the for the sake of a League Cup, why sacrifice it?
0: Yeah, that's that. This is it. Like again, I remember the treble season, and I was there for two of the three, two of the three finals. The, I mean, it, it never it never helps that we always seem to do those games we've we done a few of those games really hard like Cardiff we should have just wiped the floor with Cardiff in 2012 but it was a, it was a slog to get over there it was penalties as well to get over be, you know, past Birmingham as well in, in 2001 we had well, obviously it was quite comfortable in 2003 when we, we beat Man United so no one even remembers that one when no, we beat United in a cup final exactly, exactly the forgotten cup final the cup, the cup that everyone forgets that we won and it was Manchester United and we beat them really really well and no one remembers that we even played that, played that game so that's the thing about the, the league cup I, I remember
1: beating Sunderland too in the FA Cup more than the United game. Exactly,
0: yeah, and we were what nine at the time, you know. Um, so yeah, those things. I think about the treble season. I don't really, I don't hold. I, I have a, it has a personal affinity with me you did dead right I remember the FA Cup final loads more and I was bladded for the FA Cup final it was our Leavers ball the night before and I was so pissed it's ridiculous you were more pissed to be fair but I was so pissed that I, I'm a but I, like the FA Cup had a bit and again the UEFA Cup final was absolutely massive the League Cup is it's just a, it is a, it is silverware but it's a it's a it's a it's a trinket and there might be people and there will be people of course I've seen them in the comments from from the build up who saying. But it is silverware, and we shouldn't be disrespecting. We should be winning silverware. and I, it's a very difficult situation. It, it, I get it, but I yeah, I've, I've said it already. I wouldn't like, I wouldn't like it. To, I I just for me, and this is just me, is that if I was in charge, and I'm not, this is up to Yeagan and it's up to the, the the health and fitness departments and all that kind of stuff. I believe strongly that it does have a negative impact on the things that you do around it. So. I do agree that we should be going, we should be looking to give ourselves the option because you might get, you know, you might, you could get to the FA Cup, you could get an FA Cup third round draw against Man United or against Chelsea again or whatever, and then you could be at the FA Cup and then all of a sudden you're thinking, okay, well, we've only got three more games here and we've won a, and we'll win a, we'll win a trophy on the way to something that's.
1: Can I, I'm going to play devil's advocate on this for a bit and I'll tell you why I'm a hypocrite is because I strongly believe that winning breeds winning. Mm -hmm. And yet I'm looking to sacrifice this competition where the best thing for Liverpool Football Club might be to just keep on winning games. Mm. And it it probably is, to be fair as well. You know, beating Chelsea before you get to play them in the league gives you an advantage, both psychologically and and, and everything else. And the team will get a lift from it and stuff. So I can see that side of it, and I actually, you know, winning breeds winning. and always has done, and it always will do. And yet I'm still sat here saying, "I take this competition lightly."
0: There's two. Uh, I want to pick up on a thread from there in a second, but I think that the thing that kind of vindicates what we what we've been saying is this talk about Mignolet going in goal, and and and, and that we will rotate if we if we truly wanted to go big for this. We can't. There's a re- there's a way to do this because we're playing Napoli midweek next week. You pick. You just basically make this your Champions League squad, and then you you know you do, and then you have you you have your Premier you have your Premier League squad, and you could go you could go. Well, listen, we might we might miraculously find that barring Allison, this is the team that plays in Napoli. I don't think it. I don't think it will be that way. I think this will be used as a chance as a chance to rotate and a chance to experiment. And unfortunately, every top manager. Kind of tends to think that way yeah, in this competition as well. It's
1: unfortunate the run of games that this is coming. I think if we hadn't been playing, even if we'd been playing Chelsea in this competition, oh, we had another, another Southampton this weekend. Exactly, coming. As, as Southampton, and maybe we had the Red Star game on the Wednesday night at home. Yeah, and then it wasn't followed by Manchester City. But the fact is, it's Chelsea in the league. It's Napoli away from home in the Champions League, and it's Manchester City in the league. It, it has... By by proxy of being when and who it is uh, and, and, and who we're facing afterwards, it has become the less yeah. relevant of all the games yeah, I think you're dead right I think
0: that's that's probably the the, the crux of all this really is that if you if you're t- I would rather give up the league cup than give up even five percent of a chance of beating chelsea napoli exactly. and man, and man city if because if we win all three of those games. Look, no definitive anything, but you are in the absolute box seat for your Champions League group after just two games. You are, what, five points clear at the top of the of, of the Premier League over absolutely everyone. And, and you know, it, it's just all, all it takes is Mo Salah or, or Alisson to get an injury or Van Dijk to get a bad injury in that League Cup game. And I could never, you know, that's it's a negative mindset to have because you could just as easily piss at all (laughs) if you're that good if you're that good go and win every game but yeah that's that's, that's my my fears you mentioned it and this is one thing that I think is why I think it is important though for us to get a win against Chelsea in this League Cup is because I don't think
1: they'll go I don't think they'll go strong either well Rory says that he thinks they will Mm -hmm. because as a club They've always gone strong. And I always think of the Mourinho teams and him always going for that League Cup, whether he's at Manchester United, whether he's at Chelsea. But he said to me that as a club, they always take that competition seriously, which is one of the reasons why he loves the silverware. the the, more's the better then. Because if they have to go strong, it means they're not as strong, even if
0: they put the same team out for the weekend. And the reason why because I've got a lot of these like if you can only win one style kind of hypothetical questions and why I think it's important for us to win both is is the psychological thing that you touched on earlier is that let's say they put a weekend side out and our weekend side beats them and then we go and we go full strength and we beat them full strength at the weekend. We have destroyed the mentality of every single layer of that football team. That's what I like. Exactly. And that's why this is, as much as I've said, I'm not asked about winning the League Cup, the League Cup is still the the final is still games away. This is a this is a this is an opportunity for us to smack Chelsea about. And I know sari has gone into the mind games of us them being behind us. And look, I think I think they are, particularly because he's still got to get himself you know ingratiated into the club and what have you. But in terms of again these these things that you need in a good season is messages. You want this to be a two-horse race as quick as as quick as possible because then you're then on a step to it being a non-horse race. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so no, I, I, it, it's important I think for us to to, to you know Absolutely. to go out and get, get get something decent in this game. Um, Let's any thoughts on, I think we've discussed it in the comments or again at, by tweeting us at the Red Men TV on the old Twitter. We've taken a few questions, we've done a load more questions, uh, or we've got a whole load more questions lined up for the subscriber Q&A. We basically continue this podcast on for another, well, it depends how mad it goes, but between 15 minutes and half an hour. we take questions from Twitter. We take them from our Facebook group. We take them from the subscribers on the website themselves. We get some mad stuff. We get some Liverpool stuff. It's all it. The shows tend
1: out. to be thirty plus minutes. If someone asks us a food question, yes, and that's normally my bad. I'm sorry, everybody. <sighs> sits back and unleashes the only thing I feel more comfortable talking about than fussy.
0: we have one foodish question coming up in a moment we'll see how well that goes oh no
1: I didn't even see that
0: Um, first question uh, Emil who is uh, one of our subscribers to theredmentv.com he says swap one stat between two current Liverpool players Both players would have to play in the first team for the next match. And he gives a bad example. Virgil and Salah switching height would make Salah great, but Virgil, not so much.
1: I've really struggled with this. I found it dead easy because I'm a little snide, aren't I? So I just swapped Salah and Mane's (sighs) pace. Let okay. win. Okay. Yes. <laughs>
0: <Sounds>. <laughs> Great. Because I, I was thinking about loads of other ones. You're it's always like,
1: losing on the other. side, Well, That's the thing.
0: Because if you if you're drastically looking to improve a player, you are drastically stripping something away from from someone else, aren't you? So no, you've 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 clearly found the winning solution. Because I was trying to think of like. What how would I? What, what would I give the robustness of some robustness to Daniel Sturridge somehow? But who am I taking that away? Who am I giving Daniel Sturridge's fitness to? Andy Robbo? No. Good God no. For me, you no, know, God no. Um I was like, well I could tell I was like, ha. I've got it. I'll give Divock Origi's pace to Daniel Sturridge, but you've got to play them both in the game, so you've got a slower Origi in the team all of a sudden and just a bit of fast Daniel Sturridge. So, yeah, it is a conundrum. If there is a a burning, like really good, non-snide response to this, (laughs) then let us know in the the comments below, would you please? Um, Michael Smith. Asks, Chris, has Shakiri already had a better Liverpool career than Charlie Adam? It's certainly more
1: memorable.
2: <laughs> I can't, yeah, honestly. What's I
1: remember the, Shaqiri for kicking the ball, uh, sorry, Adam for hitting the moon with the, with his penalty. Yeah, or, that's literally that's the, all I remember about his career. The
0: standout memory of, my, of, of Charlie Adam being a Liverpool player is literally missing the penalty. He hit the only moon. Thing that comes, yeah, exactly. It's literally the only thing that comes to my, to my... And there will be more, and I'm sure if you've got any great Charlie Adam memories, let us know in the comments. Um, but I can't, I can't think so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, he's certainly more liked. Lodge Kennedy, Kennedy underscore Loz. What's your favorite and least favorite food to chop?
1: I don't really know about this one, to be honest. I suppose it depends what type of a knife you're using. If it's a blunt knife, then everything's a pain in the arse, but the worst of the worst is probably a tomato if you've got a blunt knife. Is it simply, is it as easy as onions being the worst thing to chop? They don't really affect my onions. In this, like They don't make me cry or nothing like that. I think it was just... My body got used to it. Um, And glasses. And glasses probably help there as well. And breathing through your mouth and not your nose so it doesn't get as close to your eyes, I think. And then you used to do little tricks. And also chopping like this. I used to do little tricks like putting them in the fridge. People would tell you that that worked and I don't think it ever really did. Uh, like a tomato with a blunt knife is just a pain in the ass, okay. and the seeds fly everywhere and you end up having to scrub the walls with the fucking tomato seeds on it and that's just a pain in the ass. Like, um So maybe, yeah, the tomato is the one that I've got the least favourite memories of but it was never with a knife. It's the Subway. They had one of these like Tomato choppers, and you put it in, and it'd have like a blade there, and you put the tomato in, and you'd push it. And what would I said Japanese when the blades go blunt, it'd just square tomato everywhere, and then you'd spend the rest of your shift cleaning the wall. Is there a is there a particular thing that you can chop that you are just like because you're like, you
0: know, when you feel like a professional chef when you onions well, are the
1: one, I think, really? yeah, they're the easiest to chop, I suppose. Not like a carrot. Carrots has yeah, got a good like the, you'd have to chop it in half first to give it that flat base, I suppose, but then yeah, you're alright then. A cucumber? Nah, I never really enjoyed chopping cucumbers. Um I suppose from an enjoyment point of view This, I don't, this is tired about this. And mushrooms, <laughs> quite decent. I like chopping a mushroom because some Ah no, you know what? When you want to show off right grapes and not like a chop but when you cut grapes in half so what everyone does is they go one grape at a time and they fucking chop like fucking that and what you do is when you've got a nice sharp knife you put them all on the side you put your hand on them and you just slice them across and chop them all in one go and then you look like a king you know if you want to impress a girl by chopping grapes then that's the way (laughs) to do do it impress your two-year-old girl by Chopper grapes, is that what this is it. yeah
0: absolutely um, Lost Kennedy again actually um, we put this in just because it's nice to throw something into the uh, the content that riles up people who watch this channel that don't support Liverpool um, rank these clubs size wise Chelsea Everton
1: Man City Spurs so I've done two I've done I a historic didn't... and a, <laughs> <and> a premier <laughs>
2: I've, yeah, I've done
1: modern and historical okay sounds modern what? modern is Chelsea City Spurs Everton Same. And historic for me is Everton, Chelsea, City, Spurs.
0: (laughs) Correct. Yeah, correct. I think we've nailed that.
1: And I think, you know, first of all, Chelsea have far more titles, uh, far more trophies than Everton. They've got 22 major trophies, so Everton's 15. But I'll weight it towards leagues, and Everton have nine leagues, and Chelsea only have six. There you go.
0: Yeah, no, I think historically, I think it's worth pointing out that, yeah, Everton Everton were a very good team. You all right, would you agree with that? I was just wondering what you'd have as a total.
1: What? All, all, all in. Yeah. Chelsea, Everton, City spares. Maybe. So you're saying, yeah, okay, that's fine.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I yeah. I think Everton have been crap for a very long time, obviously.
1: But then again. What have Spurs done? Yeah, but listen, when we start saying that Everton's titles came years and years ago, Paul, you're getting into murky no, 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 you know Waters. No, I mean? no, no, So you've no, got to no. rank them pretty no, high, I but Yeah. No, I, uh, the Spurs thing, because like, yeah, Spurs have been okay,
0: haven't they? They've but, only won two leagues in about 100 plus years. But like, even in the time the spell of which Everton have been genuinely crap, because Everton haven't, haven't won a trophy since 1995. Yeah, since 1995. 1995. They haven't since won a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> since 1995. Um... Spit? What a Spit? I don't know, I genuinely... They won a League up. Cup. They they, a, I League... remember them winning a the League Cup. Was it
1: like 14 they won an FA Cup something? in that time? They, used, they won it in 91. They used, to, they used to win it when the year ended and won, and then 2001 happened and they never. Um, so did they win anything in 2011 either? Uh, I, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not up I on that. I just I so genuinely got no idea.
0: Um, brilliant. Right, if you want to continue with the podcast, you can do. It's going to be the subscriber Q&A. It's going to be over on the website, and the questions are as follows. Charles Frost asked us to make a team of 11 each but each player's name has to begin with each letter of both your names which was nails <laughs> really does. we put more research into that than we've ever done a video on the whole of Redmen uh, Tom Michael asked would you rather sweat mayonnaise or wake up each morning covered in hot sauce Kieran Ka talked about wants to us to talk about how Brexit's going to impact football transfers wow inflammatory lokey dokey uh, wants us to talk about football manager plans Kieran McHugh if we can only learn one you magic spell
1: you'll never walk alone
0: oh yeah 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 Uh, if you could oh right this This is is why you're tuning in this is the one if you would like to know what Chris, Chris and I are going to pick for this if you had to become an inanimate object for a year what
1: object would you choose to be and why you will never guess my answer that has
0: to go behind the paywall I'm just Can't saying can put that out on cannot YouTube. Cannot put that out on YouTube. Um Kelvin Duncan, who's the best free transfer McAllister or Milner and Pepper Pot D. Would you rather have to wear football boots every day for every occasion for a year or United shirt for the same instead? Get over to the redmenTV.com, sign up because clearly this is the stuff, this is the good stuff. Uh, this is this will be the 10th, I think, subscriber QA we've done. Um, they are an absolute belter. And again, there is some actual proper football analysis on the website as well. Crystal stats and tactics. We do the final word uh, 60 minutes after every single show. There's Man of the Match podcast, there's the Newsroom podcast, the Liverpool Women's podcast. There's loads. We've got every angle of Liverpool FC covered and you can have it too by subscribing to the tv.com Free for the first month, £5 thereafter and we shall see you over there. Walk on.